0: but it's interesting (laughs) because i always say it's like i don't want surprises if you're upset about something you need to tell me and i know that that can be really hard to do but i don't want surprises i don't want you to quit this organization or leave this organization and me to find out 10 months later that you hated me as your leader and you didn't tell me why is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action welcome to inspired action for imperfect humans Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Good morning, good morning, good
1: morning. Good morning. What's going on, Christopher? Long time no see. Has it been? hmm 24 hours, I think at least.
0: Uh, too soon. Too <laughs> soon. Uh, <laughs> listen, um, I wanted to jump right in today. Oh. I, you know what? Let me tell you something as I fix my beautimus hair. Um, I want to tell you something. I have so many clients, mm-hmm. like so many clients that come in. Because they're struggling with something in the workplace. Okay, great. No problem. Yeah, that happens. That could be solved with a conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: I just, I I think that people in North America, maybe particularly Canada, and I'm stereotyping. I know I'm stereotyping. So this is not true of all Canadians. People in other countries will struggle too. Yeah. I feel like we were not taught to have the difficult conversations.
1: Okay. Like with who, like, are you talking about like with their partners, with their work, with their like who well, everyone I,
0: I actually think it's everyone although we're going to call this episode your your leader doesn't know because you didn't tell them but this right. is like cross-functional it goes into partners it goes into yeah. it goes the head into take we say if it, it applies
1: here it's going to apply everywhere it usually. probably yeah. applies somewhere
0: else yeah yeah. yeah right so like girl i just can't like i like i love my job i love what i do yeah,
1: yeah. but i
0: just can't i just can't anymore with this and 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 mm-hmm. it's not about i can't help my clients it's not that i'm frustrated with my clients in any sense mm-hmm. of the word what i'm frustrated with is that like this seems like it's a fundamental skill and it's certainly one i didn't learn actually right, until right. i started coaching mm-hmm. and i sort of feel like um I just can't kind of with the societal aspect of it. Like, we need, we just need to do better at this Mm -hmm.
1: period. Okay. So, tell me more because I'm really interested. Because, I mean, as you were talking, I'm thinking about as a leader, as a senior leader, there's many, many times that, you know, people would come into my office or people would talk about stuff or I'd go out and I'd have conversations and I just got a sense that they weren't being, not to say that they're lying to me, not to say that it's, it's almost like they weren't being as candid, meaning they're not being as forthcoming as I think, it's, I think Yeah, they it's
0: fear. It's fear. It's totally fear, right? Mm-hmm. It's totally fear. And I get it because I'm the guy who has like had to have a difficult conversation with somebody back in the day in like big mm-hmm. corporate world. And I would sit there and be anxious about it for three weeks, like heart beating out of chest. And sometimes yeah. I would just avoid it, didn't know what to say, always thought I was going to lose my job,
1: you yeah. know, and
0: that kind of thing. And, and it, and then, it, you know, and then we have clients who it's like, it's like, they're like, well, my spouse doesn't blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, Did you tell them that that's what you like? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like I'm very frustrated because my kids won't, blah blah blah. It's like, and so what did they say when you talk to them about it? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and and my leader doesn't, blah, blah 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 blah. And it's like, well, two things remember, your leader's not a god, um, mm-hmm. they're a human being who's looking out for their own best interests, too. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, right? And yeah. we do for theirs, look- the company, and for that's others, right? right. right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, and I should. think middle yeah. management has it. The worst in any company. It's, it's one of the toughest place to, places to be because mm-hmm. they're trying to manage what's coming down while managing what's coming up and mm-hmm. and a task load. And they never get enough time to work with their teams mm-hmm. because they're so task saturated themselves. Mm-hmm. They never get proper training. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're uh, often afraid of having the difficult conversations with their senior mm-hmm. leaders as well. I, I can remember specific cases of like, you know, clients who wanted a position is like, I want to be a manager, I want to be a supervisor, I want to be a director, I want to be a VP. And it's like, yeah. And so when you told your leadership that what did they say? And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, they probably don't. And there's a way to have these conversations for sure, sure. But but before we before we
1: get into that because I mean like I my mind right now is exploding because there's so many and I think that sometimes that's a challenge between both of us is that as coaches we know we have to kind of go a little bit lower in it we know we have to go in deeper and all that other stuff that goes on right and so I'm curious because you said something about fear like fear that you're going to lose their job and you know I've heard that many many times and I can see people sometimes are intimidated Mm -hmm. by me and they don't even know me and I always wondered about that as to what it is now you did gave me you gave me a great insight many years ago uh about that which you know I'll never forget right it's just how people perceive love, a certain title tell me how great I am <laughs> <laughs> perceive a, a title or just the the stories as you we often talk about the stories we start telling ourselves. but what do you think is behind that fear that they can't say to their senior leader especially when they're asking because there's times where well, I'm asking
0: I, yeah I think there's two things I think that people are afraid of rejection I think that they're afraid of okay. hearing no, i do think everybody on the planet should read the the book rejection proof mm-hmm. uh, by judging j-i-a, Zhang, a yeah. J-I-A mm-hmm. uh is his first name and j-i-a-n-g um for me that was a life-changing book because it just reinforces simplicity in asking for what you want kyle mm-hmm. i'm reminded of a story you once had and and i think it struck a chord with me because i think i've been this person before okay okay you once had an employee in another organization mm-hmm. that wanted a day off to go do something. She right. just wanted a day off. Yeah. Can you give us some insight into how that went? Because it was like, this was a real struggle for her.
1: Yeah. So she wanted a couple of extra days uh, off. I mean, she's been working really hard in the organization. I think she had maxed out her vacation time, which at the time she's only on two weeks. And you and I can go off all day about why two weeks is not enough for a year uh, for someone. But fair enough. She 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 had maxed out her days off. And I guess she had a few things I later found out that she wanted to get done. But anyway, so she was really talking to, you know, her her people or people around her at the time about getting these days off and you know something that's coming up. But she also was in that piece where she knows the the dilemma she's in is that she has no more vacation. And then is it going to be time without pay, right? Because even then, I think she had conceded that even if it's going to be time without pay, she'd still take it. But she just felt a way about asking for additional days off. So anyway, um, I didn't know this at the time, but it was almost a six month workup that she was trying to talk to people about how should I say it, what should I say? Like she was literally trying to plan every move around this thing and build up. She put on her name on my schedule, the time for her to come up. And I, and I really try, and that's another lesson for leaders. When your employees put themselves on your schedule, it's important.
0: Yeah, Don't try it, to
1: reschedule that, I'd right?
0: I had one leader, <laughs> it was like, girl, even if I was brave enough to say something, she constantly mm-hmm. no-showed our meetings and she constantly canceled them, but mostly it was no-shows, probably 80% of our meetings. And this is actually a leader that I respected mm-hmm. um, when I was working in corporate oil and gas, but it was just like, girl, great way to send a message to your employees. Exactly. That and I was, junior, right? I was junior, right? I was junior. And so it was like, I didn't have the maturity to understand what might be happening for her. But, but from my perspective, all I know is that I would often sit in meeting rooms alone mm-hmm. and Absolutely. just like, wait. And it's like, Nothing sends a message to your employee like, like, "Hey, I'm not important. Um, you, not I, important. I'm just not even going to show. I'm yeah. not even going to tell you that I'm coming, even though I have an admin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who could come and tell you I'm still tied up in mm-hmm. in other conversations." Yeah, and and I know leaders are saying, but I asked and they said it was okay.
1: Of course, they're going to say it's okay. They're not going to say it's not okay. Back to our own issue around, you know, people feel somewhat intimidated by your title, your stature, whatever the the case may be. Um, And I think, Christopher, you have a story too about. when you first met me, that you felt a little bit intimidated, and I want to hear that uh, story. So hold on to that for a second. Oh, so girl, anyways, which so, one? There's so many. <laughs> so the employee felt away, and so finally, everyone and a few people, that I found out later on, encouraged her to f- said yes, go talk to him. And I and she felt a little bit because she's like, we don't have daily interactions. You know, it's one of those things where you know if she was a. A direct reporting to me, she she would have. But again, her supervisor told her the person who can make that call for the extra days off would have to be me, right? So anyway, that leader thankfully did not ask on her behalf, which I really thought that was important. Uh, that it's important for that to to kind of have a conversation, right? So anyway, so she came into the office. I saw that we had a meeting. I said, "Hey, what's up?" Now, when someone wants to talk to you, I'm thinking it's serious because remember she's. You know, her manager didn't tell me what's it about. Not that I needed to know what it was about, but I appreciate her coming and talk to me. So she starts off having this conversation. Oh, my goodness, Christopher, she was so nervous. She's looking down. She's She has some notes on her thing. And I just said, take a breath, sit down, and just tell me.
0: It's so tough. For what's some people. what's
1: yeah, what's happening? And so I removed myself from around my desk because sometimes I can be intimidated. And I sat to the chair closest to her and I said, What's going on? Because now I'm thinking some trauma happened. Like this was yeah, a totally. life-shattering like, thing. Like I'm something thinking, oh, my really goodness. big is happening. Yeah, yeah, something's really big. So and she said, You know, the reason I've been, I'm just, I don't know how to say this. I've been trying to plan on how to say this to you. And I just I have something to ask you. And of course, you know, me and my style, I'm like, get to it. <laughs> yeah, like, Oh, my God. Point. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's now frustrating me. I'm like, OK, what is it? Right. Mm-hmm. So I said she goes, I have to do something. And I I, I don't have no more vacation left. I'm, I'm grateful for my vacation. I took my vacation time. I couldn't see this coming. And I'm hearing all this other stuff. And then she's like, I just need an, an, an extra two days off because I said, no problem. And then she kept talking. And she's like, and here's what happens. And I had to kind of put my hand on my, my hand on her arm. And I said, you got it, the two days off. Mm-hmm. And I think it took her a second to realize she got the yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying, you got the yes, because I don't if I need the information, I'll ask for the information. Right. But I think she she was so prepared on it, whatever, whatever. So anyway, she's like, really, it took her a moment to just sink in. Oh my goodness, Christopher, you could see the release, the relief on her. She seemed lighter. She seemed, and I'm just thinking to myself as she walked out, I'm thinking, why would she get so worked up by this? Like, get worked up about asking for two extra days off. Now, she's a model employee as well. So if she could have asked me for a week, I would have given it to her right you know she was a model employee and it's not that she came in thinking i'm a model employee and i'm entitled to days off because you have some of those people too right but she really was very humbled by it and just says you know i appreciate i want to be responsible there's nothing i could have done around it and she's she had all the information she had a list and i just said take the days off now here's one thing i didn't say to her but i thought about in that moment if she kept talking it would have I'm like, okay, what is it? It's sometimes you can talk your way out of a yes. Yeah, totally. You know I mean? um, <clears throat> did that make well, sense?
0: It's a, yeah. Well, this is super interesting because I like I've had that experience before too, where you wish you had somebody to kind of encourage you through it. But I think, yeah. I think some of the key problems here is that we are not rejection proof, right? So right. it's mm-hmm. like I think, I think that we're we don't have a good relationship with hearing no um mm-hmm. in in North America and I think we're really afraid of how we're perceived like as if someone says no to us we lose value or we lose right. lose worth or we'll change their perception
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it's funny because because you are an you are an immigrant you're a Canadian mm-hmm. resident mm-hmm. but but you are an immigrant you mm-hmm. you came from a different country and it's interesting because Canadian
1: citizenship just to be clear for those people wondering about residents. oh yeah
0: sorry 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 yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> not not permanent residency but Canadian <laughs> you are a Canadian citizen and yeah. have been for a yeah. long time but it's yeah. interesting because you grew, in a, grew up in a household where if you didn't ask yeah sur- survival was there and 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 that was how yeah. you grew up that's it. and it yeah. wasn't because it's because your survival was at it wasn't because your survival was at stake because of your parents mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. because that was your parents also had to do that it was part of survival exactly. and so it's like you got real comfortable with hearing no mm-hmm. and and you got curious about the no like you were more mm-hmm. interested in why and actually this is why I like that proof that book rejection mm-hmm. proof. By the way, I like I'm I'm not promoting the book for any other reason than mm-hmm. the fact that I loved it. We're not getting any kickback or anything. I just mm-hmm. I think it's just a book that it's a quick read and I think everybody should read it if you struggle with with asking for what you want from your leaders. I I said this will be the title of the podcast but but your leader doesn't know because you didn't tell them and th- and that's it and so so actually here's some interesting things um when it comes to yeah. asking for sorry before we go back to that can i just add
1: something that you said there about the no you know growing up i expected the no i already had the no yeah yeah that's what i think is yeah. interesting what i was what i'm i'm doing when i ask i'm betting on the opportunity for the yes right isn't that interesting right the mindset right. is i so although this this the this employee was you know, preparing for the knowing, thought she was going to get a no, and she had all the reasons for it, right? When I go in, I'm preparing for the opportunity for the yes, right? Right. Which is so interesting. Anyway.
0: Well, it's, it's so, yeah, it's so interesting. I think, I I think that that says a lot. I think we bring very different perspectives because certainly I would have been more in that position of that employee. Mm -hmm. And so I look at the circumstance and I think to myself, it's so good that we bring both perspectives of this because because it's interesting. Now, when I talk to my team, I'm really open with my team Mm -hmm. and I tell them, I don't mm-hmm. want surprises, which means mm-hmm. if you're upset about something and it's yeah. not a surprise, like, oh, there's mm-hmm. been a mistake in work, mm-hmm. right? And and this is literally what I say to them, because it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to um, make things super You know, super difficult if they make a mistake. It's like, no, no, if you make a mistake, bring it to me. Let's, let's resolve it. And I promise, I'm not going to promise not to be upset because some mistakes are really big and they take some time, but I promise not to be punitive about it. Mistakes Mm -hmm. can happen, right? Mm -hmm. Except for if your name is Kyle Kalu. Um, because then you probably deserve the punishment. Um, uh, <laughs> oh man! But I saw your little smirk when I said that. Um, yeah. But but it's interesting because I always say it's like I don't want surprises. If you're upset about something, you need to tell me. And I know that that can be really hard to do. But I don't want surprises. I don't want you to quit this organization or leave this organization, and me to right. find out ten months later no. that you hated me as your leader and you yeah. didn't tell me why. Like yeah. it's like no 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 like that is primo respect because i try yeah. to treat people really really well all the time. Here's- Absolutely. Here you're going to you're going to go into some facts and
1: i don't know where this is on the facts but i will interject and say most leaders statistically have said By the time they find out something is wrong, it's too late. Meaning they already went to go look for a job. They already resolved it elsewhere. And all they're saying is they would want to know. When we do that five behaviors of a cohesive team workshop, every time there's an opportunity where the leader gets a chance to speak, the senior leader, and they usually often say that, like, if there's something going on, just tell me, right? It may not be a yes, right? However, I'd rather know because by the time they know, it's too late. Back to a thing, right? Yep. Around uh, I didn't know because you didn't tell me. Anyway, so what are some of the okay. stats out there? So,
0: well, so this is this is interesting. So, so when it comes to asking for for money, when it comes to asking for money or, or compensation, what we know is that of those that ask, greater than seventy percent of people are likely to get something. They might not get what they asked for Brilliant. in terms of an increase, wow. but they're likely to get something. So yeah, so I didn't know it, that was
1: that high. Wow. It is. Okay. And so
0: the likelihood that you're going to get a no is is small. Mm-hmm. It is possible, but it's small. And then of course, if mm-hmm. you get a no, the the idea is not to just walk away feeling defeated the idea is to say okay well what would it take for me to make that in this organization even if it's in 1 year or 2 years or 5 years what would it take mm-hmm. for me to make that in this organization right, right. right. so that's so so that's the um so, you know, so so it's not mm-hmm. just taking the no. it's about taking that no and turning it into a curiosity. That also mm-hmm. removes some of the awkwardness from it. So plan what you would do if you were to be rejected. If they say this, what will you say? And it's not Over. always about convincing them. It's about getting curious, mm-hmm. right? So so keep that in mind. here's here's some other stuff. As many as uh, as many as seven in ten employees in the workforce. Would rather keep quiet on an important work issue than tackle it head on. Really? Seven in ten. Seven in ten. Yeah. And and it's a fear a about ret- yeah. it's a, it's a fear about retribution or rejection oh. uh, comes to the top of the list. Hmm. Um so they're calling this a conversation gap. Here's the crazy thing. Um, leaders are actually dodging these conversations too. When they when they looked at uh, uh, over 500 full-time leaders across various job levels company sizes they found that the issue was present across generations and levels of seniority so this is not generational it's not just the millennials X, it's, it's, it's not, everybody yeah. <laughs> uh, managers are, ju- are likely are just as likely to admit avoiding difficult conversations as their more junior reports. Mm-hmm. Now, here's who struggled the most, LGBTQ+. Plus. LGBTQ+, plus. Mm. 80% of that group reported having difficulties with having conversations with their leaders. I, th- You know where I think this, this uh, came from? I think that the reason why this is is because LGBTQ+, and, and it's changing, our world's changing. It'll be interesting to see kind of what the Xennials and the younger millennials do with it, but mm-hmm. but it's changed a lot. And yeah. and so I, I wonder if this comes from LGBTQ+, people having to kind of mold themselves to fit into situations uh being totally. socially acceptable like rejection is always at the forefront when you when you grew up in the you know 60s 70s 80s 90s 50s like if you were totally. lgbtq you know and then it was kind of in the 2000s where you know you started to see it coming into more mainstream types mm-hmm. of things and and that kind of stuff um yeah and i well. i would wonder i'm
1: sure they didn't survey this but i would wonder that the lgbt lgbtq LGBT plus the
0: the rainbow mafia.
1: I know there's a few people like, yeah, see, that's how I feel every time I say it. Um, uh, However, I I think that would probably be similar, if not the same, for person of color, POCs, right? Where they feel that, you know what, you know, should I say anything? Should I not? What would it look like? Because I want to fit in. I want to be the steady Eddie. I want to go into that as well. Um, That's interesting.
0: Wow. It could be, I, 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 this actually comes from a human rights campaign. So I suspect that they would have looked mm-hmm. at POC and that number right, is right. not noted. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so. And I
1: think I know why the leaders avoid it too. Either two things avoid. They kind of have a sense, probably, of something, mm-hmm. but they're not going deeper because they one don't want to know because meaning Agreed. they're going to have to deal with it, right? And they too don't want to reject someone. I, I think that could be on on both sides, right? Where they're like, I i kind of, I I know I have to yeah, say no, say, but I don't want to say no. no. Right?
0: Yeah, I have uh, on that note. I have a lot of clients that are extremely put out about having to set a boundary. It's like, why did you put me in the position where I have to say know ah, exactly why did you put me in that they should know it's like well why right. should they know they're why not you they, they don't know? have their yeah. values they didn't grow yeah. up the way that you did why should they yeah. know yeah it's they're like not the same. so so Kyle I have some suggestions about what I think people should do mm-hmm. to kind of overcome this and, and start to work on it but w- mm-hmm. what's your top suggestion what what should people do what's the inspired action that these you know human beings that are seemingly imperfect mm-hmm. should take
1: we, we often say when you're not good at something, it requires practice, right? We often say, and it's something that we hear all the time when someone's like, I can't do it. What do we usually say? I think I, it was you I first heard it from. You're like, you're not good at it yet. Right? That's right and so we, we all when you take a look at sports when you take a look at our learning when we take a look at our discipline when you take a look at parenting when you take a look at riding a bike like all of those things right if you find that you're not confident in it, if you mm-hmm. find that you are not experienced in it, that is an indicator of practice is required. so therefore practice those conversations. practice having those conversations. so practice getting a no. practice on the mm-hmm. opportunity of getting a yes right? And it's okay to let someone know off the bat, listen, I'm really nervous about this conversation. I'm not as practice at this yet. So if I'm fumbling but right, right now, if I seem nervous right now, and it's okay to let someone know that, right, mm-hmm. is to say, listen, I'm not as
0: practiced on this yet. Um, you know, and I, here's the situation. Right? I would also say know your audience, because sometimes there are narcissists out there who, who take, sure. I've had a couple of clients who have taken pleasure in the nervousness and misery of others. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it becomes a alpha dominance thing but it's really cruelly played so if that is your leader i would suggest keep that close to the best i would not i would not say that you're nervous to them mm-hmm. at all i would actually just go in uh with one bullet point and say this is what i'm looking for this is how i'm hoping to do it and that would be it but but generally most people are not like that they're not But yeah. there are and, some and there's enough out there that you should know and it will tarnish and you from the others with, yeah. well and with those people you need to play off of their greed and ego Right. You need to recognize that that's what it is and, uh, you know, and do what you need to do to get what you want or need. The
1: second thing I would say, um, as a final thing for me, is, you know, engage other people that may have engaged that person or similar situation, right? So your own network, your colleagues are, you know, and that too can be, but the comfort zone is going to be there. So you may have a family member, you have a good friend. We could say, listen, Christopher, I need to have this conversation. And so I'm actually curious, have you ever had a conversation like this? with your boss so similar situation it's not hey have you ever had a conversation like this with your best friend right if it's a best friend you're trying to talk to sure but try to make it as similar as possible now keep in mind they're giving you regardless of how it comes out they're giving you their interpretation and their experience doesn't mean that you have to take what they say and do exactly you're just learning from that experience right and um and then like you said before just being prepared for whatever the outcome for the no and for the yes right? What do you
0: think? Well, it's interesting because more people will opt to quit instead of speaking up. Mm -hmm. I think people quit on their marriage. I think people quit on their companies. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, people do this as opposed to friendships, as opposed to having Mm -hmm. the difficult conversation. And I'll tell you something, if I ever hear a client say, and I have, well, if they don't know, I'm not going to tell them they should know. I get really <laughs> righteous about it. It's like, why should they know? Yeah, why should uh, they know? So here's here's my top two. One builds off yeah. of yours. Mm-hmm. Uh wh- one is this. So when you're practicing getting no and getting rejection, that's where that mm-hmm. book rejection proof comes in. So mm-hmm. handy. Um, it, it can be helpful to have a coach with you. Kyle mm-hmm. is really stellar at this, at mm-hmm. certainly something that he's practiced at. I've gotten a whole lot better on it. So I end up coaching a lot of clients on it as well. And I think yeah. it's it's interesting to see the two perspectives, because we do take Mm -hmm. different approaches, but both seem to be effective. Um, uh, But get practiced at it. And the way I tell people to get practiced at it is, is by testing it in in situations that carry less risk. So situations Mm -hmm. like um, go to a restaurant and see if you can make substitutions to your order, like make mm-hmm. make um, like a major adaptation to a menu item, mm-hmm. or ask. It's like you know what? There's nothing on the menu that I can eat. Can your chef mm-hmm. put together blah 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 blah? Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, chefs actually like this because it gives Only them something new and creative to do. They totally um, do. Sometimes yeah. they can't or won't, but but the yeah. idea is that it's like, what's the big deal if you hear no, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. it's a pretty insignificant. Significant thing. Now, you might feel a way and I encourage you to, to uh, observe your emotions around it and say, well, isn't mm-hmm. that interesting that I'm responding this way? So mm-hmm, that would be the mm-hmm. first thing. I think the second thing is you really have to know what you want. And I think oh. getting... I think, I think coming with clarity, like don't go to your leader and say, I'm overwhelmed without having a plan about what your desire is, mm-hmm. not just your needs, but your wants. What do you want? How do mm-hmm. you want to see it fixed? Don't go to your leader and say, I'm overwhelmed. They will just take work away and assign it to someone else. Mm-hmm. You need to think think very clearly this is the stuff that I really shine in and would like to keep this is the stuff that's getting me down could we look at a resource for this you know whatever it is I think you need to be really specific like if you're like well I I want to raise and here's what I think is fair and so and so it's like but I'll take it down by an extra ten dollars because I feel like that ten dollars will matter to them and it's like based on what that's your own opinion go in and ask for what you want and 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 begin your conversation from that perspective. I would also say you have to learn how to ask.
1: Yeah. Two things that popped up there for me is the first part is when we talk about being clear, one of the things that I often used to hear a lot and I hear leaders talk about it is when people says, I don't feel challenged. Do you know what that means to a leader? Give you more work. And that may not be what you want, right? Because like you want to be challenged. All right, here's another thing. Here's another thing. So you got to be clear. You may not feel challenged, meaning you may not be doing meaningful work. So be clear. Like Christopher just said, is you want to be clear. The second part I would say is just about the money piece. And sometimes Mm -hmm you know, because forgive me, because we talk about these things all the time. I don't know if we talk about it on podcasts or we talk about on blogs or we do something with it. But one of the thing is attach the raise to something that makes sense for you. So you want to do more. If you want to do a learning thing. Money, it might not exactly. be money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like attach to something because when your boss hears that, hey, I want to buy my first home. Hey, I want to put my kids through the following. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to do get another vacation in. Hey, I want to treat myself to such and such. And I need this salary that helps me further in my financial freedom or financial dream that makes sense you going in saying i want 10 more thousand i want 50 more thousand because here's the thing you'll always want more money but if it's attached to something your boss and other people they want those things to happen for you because they know what it's about so if we haven't done a podcast on that we definitely should but anyway um those are really good suggestions
0: Folks, thanks very much for tuning in today. We look forward to seeing you next week. Do let us know what inspired, imperfect inspired action you took this week. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca. And tell us what is the inspired action you took this week? Next week, uninspired action for imperfect humans. Oh, we want we want work-life balance. And it's like people don't balance is not sustainable anywhere. It's just physics. So it's not it's not sustainable psychologically or in the workplace either.